those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. What's up, boys, girls, locksmiths, dogs, cats, whatever you are. It is the greatest week in sports history. We all know what that means. The NBA is here. <laughs> the NBA. You know, there's so much going on inside of the sports world. I don't think – I mean, let's be honest. I don't think there was a single person who thought about the NBA today. I thought the season was over. It's still going on. Oh, yeah. We're in the heat of the moment. Speaking of the heat, how are the heat doing? Isn't that your team, your dogs? Hell no, that is not my team, but they got it done last night against the Suns, and uh, they're looking pretty good. All right, all right, enough is enough. We got to talk about real sports, real news. We got we have we have so much going on today. I mean, we have a bunch of breaking news in the NFL, a bunch of trades, obviously the Calvin Ridley situation, but what is probably the greatest news, maybe in the history of sports, not just this year, not just this week, but baseball is officially back, and we're going to jump into that. I don't want to dive too much into that right now because we have even more recent breaking news and that is Khalil Mack is going to the Chargers the Bears are trading their big boy on defense he's going over to LA and he's going to be partnering up with Joey Bosa Spaz what do you think of this move I mean are are the Chargers going all in here now that uh now that the Broncos made their trade the thing with the Chargers is you're obviously in the most competitive division, but Cleo Mack is what seventy two years old now. Like, do you really want to give up seventy three in March? Yeah, do you want to give up all this stuff for this old fart? Yeah, well, I was looking at the trade, and it didn't look like they gave up too much. I think it was a second and a sixth round. Am I am I missing something, or is that all the trade was? No, that that is correct. Jeez. I mean, and then so Khalil Mack, let me double check his age here. Yeah, I know he's a senior citizen. He's 31 for a defensive guy. That's getting old. You compare him to a guy like Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's seven years old. And I, I mean, I don't actually, dude, Aaron Donald's like 30. What am I talking about? But he's going to retire. He's already talking about retirement. Regardless, I don't want to get hung up in the weeds here. We have Khalil Mack, who was at the time the greatest defensive player in the NFL. Now still a good a good piece for the Chargers to pick up. I think this is going to be money for the Chargers just because it kind of frees up Joey Bosa a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I guess I'm not entirely sure what to make of this trade, who won this one. Well, so I'm going to need me, you to tell me. Yeah, let me ask you this. I think the Chargers won the trade because they're not giving up too much. But since we're on the AFC West, we got to talk about Russ. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the biggest fleece in recent sports history. Don't get me wrong. The Broncos got a great quarterback. I like Russell Wilson. But, dude, they gave up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, I think it was like maybe a fifth round pick, Noah Fant, and one of their, I forget his name, but one of their their uh, defensive linemen, that's like Toby Harris or some shit like that. But he, he's good. People say he's good. I'm not a defensive guy like some are. He's probably good. But I, I, I just think it's a lot to give up five draft picks, four of which are in the top two rounds for just a quarterback. Oh, and they gave away Drew Locke too. Not that he was a great quarterback, but you're still, you're getting rid of a young guy to take on Russell Wilson. I mean, what, what's your take here? I think Russ is done. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the division. I also don't think he's the worst. But let me ask you this. Do you think a guy like Derek Carr could end up having a better season than Russell Wilson? I do, yeah. Strangely enough, I think a guy like Derek Carr coming up – I mean, dude, the guy threw the piss off the ball last year. 
I think he'd come off another good year. Maybe if they pick up a wide receiver. I heard Henry Ruggs is fresh out of prison. He's looking for a team. Oh, no. So, I mean, if they find – if they can find a good wide receiver, I think Carr is going to be lights out again. I just think again, that I, – I just think – sorry to cut you off, but they gave up way too much for Russ, and he's getting older yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, it may be like a first round, two seconds, and that's, you know, maybe like that that defensive guy. But, dude, they gave up – they gave up the house. I mean, realistically – I don't know if you're big into fantasy spaz. I don't, for whatever reason, we don't talk about fantasy at all, probably because it's garbage and that's not real sports. We talk about real gambling here. But if you're a fantasy guy, you got to be targeting Jerry Judy in, in one of your in one of your leagues. I mean, this guy's going to get fed. No more Noah Fant. I don't really even know anyone else on that on that receiving core. I know they got a lot of young receivers. I can't give you any names. My mind is not even thinking about football right now. But you have Russell Wilson. He's just going to feed this guy. So I like uh, Jerry Judy to to be a good fantasy pick there. What's your take? I love Jerry Judy. That's a great fantasy pickup. Russ is one of those guys. Everyone says, let Russ cook. Let's ru- let Russ cook. I think he has a solid weapon on offense at Jerry Judy. And also, he's got a lot of pieces. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that just racks up those yards this year. I would take him in the second round if you can get him. Yeah, I like that. I think that's fair. What about the other news? Not as big news. Well, I guess actually, let me let me shift over just since we're talking about garbage ass quarterbacks. Carson Wentz goes to the Washington football team, and I'm not calling them the Commanders because that's racist. I'm only saying that you know that that the c word in context in this moment. But I'm not going to say that word because that's racist. So I'm not saying that anymore. But the Washington football team, they get Carson Wentz. Listen, Spaz, you're an Eagles guy. You've seen this guy play in person. I know you were at the game he tore his ACL, Carson Wentz, that is. You were at that game. Take me through your thought process on on Carson Wentz coming back to your division to maybe try to win that division from the Eagles. Oh, it's the greatest day in NFL news for me when that (laughs) happened because we all know the Washington Redskins are going to go 0-17 with, as they call him, Sergeant Wentz. I don't know why (laughs) they call him that. I think maybe he went to Iraq and blew No, because he's on the C-words. Oh, see, I was thinking because he's so disabled, he's a disabled veteran. <laughs> but regardless, I think it's the Eagles' divisions. You can't really get worse than the Giants. And, you know, they're trying to get a run at Mitchell Trubisky, who yes. I think is just the worst thing you can do. He's arguably the worst quarterback in football. I, I would take anyone in college over Michael Trubisky. I don't care if they're Division Michael? two college. Yeah, Michael Trubisky. <laughs> I, that's on me. I put that in the rundown, Michael. It's Mitchell. It's Mitchell no, Trubisky. No, 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 I call him Michael Trubisky because he's uh, same college as Michael Jordan. Oh, see, you're thinking you're 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 three steps ahead today. I'm like five steps behind. I've been sitting here rotting my brain watching watching March Madness. But let me ask you this: I mean, is Michael Trubisky any better than than Daniel Jones? No. And they're the same to me, but Daniel Jones, at least you know what you have. We haven't seen Trubisky. And they both a lot. hold on a second. Hold on a second. I hate to interrupt, but they both went to that blue bud, that, that North Carolina Duke matchup. Daniel Jones out of Duke, um, Mitchell Trubisky out of North Carolina. Well, this you, is are they the same person, just in a different like paradox? Oh, have you heard have you heard the rumor that Trubisky ended Coach K's career? No, what happened? They said if Trubisky starts over Daniel Jones, Coach K had to retire. Coach K what? said he had connections and knew that Trubisky is going to go to the Giants and start. No kidding. So you guys heard it here first. That's this is this is leaked information. This is breaking news. Michael, aka Mitchell, aka Mitch Trubisky, 
is going to the Giants. He's going to be the Giants' starting quarterback. I want to be honest with you, Spaz. I think he's actually an okay quarterback. I think he's he just wasn't given a chance. Again, he played for the Bears, and then he played. Wasn't he pretty good last year? Whenever he was backing up in the Bills, didn't he get like a couple chances? I know he's only playing when they were up like a million points, but I thought he did okay. Am I wrong on this? He did okay, but he's still not a starting solid quarterback. And I want to go back to you said is Trubisky and Daniel Jones is the same guy. I want everyone right now listening to look this up. Look up Bailey Zapp or Zappy, however you pronounce it, the quarterback out of Western Kentucky. Look up a picture of him, and then next to it, look up a picture of Mac Jones. They are the same exact person. Whoa. And Bailey Zappi, for you who don't know, he set the all-time college NCAA passing record. He shattered it, 5,900 yards. Jeez, OP. He only had one D1 offer coming out of uh, high school, and that was Houston Baptist, who had just became D1. What? Dude, yep. this guy's a sleeper. He's a stud. He looks like Mac Jones. Yeah, same person. Jeez, OP. Well, I guess keeping it in the uh, in the quarterback talk here, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. This guy's staying in Green Bay. So kind of a weird, weird situation. They said Aaron Rodgers is getting paid four years, $200 million. Obviously, that averages out to $50 million a year. But then Aaron Rodgers went on Twitter, and it's been just completely crickets about this. But he goes on Twitter, and he says, let me actually pull up the tweet just so I'm not – I'm not botching this. But, dude, it's so weird because I haven't heard anything about this since he tweeted. It's just been crickets. A lot of people are saying he's doing it for attention. Um, let's see here. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Titletown, USA. The guy's got one one <laughs> ring in a 100 years, so that's interesting. All right, here it says, it says, hey, everyone, I just wanted to clear some things up. Yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract. And then he puts in parentheses, signed. I'm very excited to be back, year 18. So I don't know what you want to make of this, but, dude, I, nobody's talking about this. What do you think of this? Aaron Rodgers, to me, has slowly became the attention whore of the league. He's the you know, girl at the party, the last girl there. You're there at the party till 4 a.m. You're drunk. you got to take home someone. <laughs> she's the last girl there. But the whole time, she's on Snapchat, the whole party, oh, yeah. ruining the vibes for everyone. She's making it all about herself. That's Aaron Rodgers. I think, all, I think you hit it nail on the head. I don't understand what's going on with him. To me, he was the GOAT for one reason alone. He won Mike McCarthy a ring. One ring for Mike McCarthy is better than all Tom Brady's rings combined because Mike McCarthy is the worst head coach ever. But Aaron Rodgers, we get you're such a great guy, but what is with all this attention and drama you bring to the table? Yeah, I think he's just kind of at that age. I mean, Tom Brady, he, you know, in, the, in his late 30s, early 40s, he kind of shifted his mindset from the guy that everyone hated to the guy that everyone liked, really. And it was weird, you know, seeing people actually root for Tom Brady. Obviously, he went to a different team. But I think we're seeing the exact opposite from Aaron Rodgers. Everyone loved Aaron Rodgers early on. He was the guy. And now everyone's like, dude, Aaron Rodgers is just a diva, blah, blah, blah. So I think we're seeing, you know, maybe that midlife crisis affect these two differently. Just another reason why Rodgers is washed. Well, there's another midlife crisis, but I'm going to talk about the receiver position. Our boy, friend of the show, Calvin Ridley, he's yes. having, he is down bad. $1,500 cost him millions. You want to explain what's going on for anyone living under a rock? Yeah, so if, you are, if you're a roommate with uh, Patrick Starr from SpongeBob, we, we see Calvin Ridley, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, and a friend of the show. He's an active listener. He's, he's uh, you know, I, I don't know if I could say this, but he's tailed multiple bets that we've thrown out there. I could probably oh, no. say, say that now, but um, he's, he's tailed multiple bets that we've thrown out. But he's a great guy. Anyways, he gets caught for using, I believe it was FanDuel. Um, he signs up with his real name, real credentials, yep. all that stuff. 
gets caught betting on the Falcons, betting on games. I believe it was upwards of $1,500 that he bet. And again, this is a guy who makes millions of dollars a year, so it's not that big of a deal. But again, you're betting on your team. Obviously, that's a big no-no for whatever reason. Um, And yeah, gets suspended for the entire year next year. Obviously, this is kind of a weird situation for him because he was taking time off for, you know, mental health reasons over the, you know, I think it was like the last like six weeks, seven weeks of the season last year. So I don't really know what to make of this, Calvin. I know you're listening to this one. Um, Just, you know, I I hope that you've learned from these mistakes. I hope that you understand you can't be doing that when you're employed by the NFL. But if you still don't know that, just know Michigan State minus two tonight's free money. So hammer that. (laughs) What do you think here, Spaz? This is what I think, and this is what everybody should think. Calvin Ridley did nothing wrong. He only did one thing wrong, and that was betting on the Falcons, the worst team. Yeah, well, I mean, go ahead. I'm all for if you're betting on your team, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're betting on a dog shit team, that just shows a lack of IQ. Yeah, I think you're totally right here, but we have to remember – Calvin really he's one of us he's a degenerate how many times did did this year did did everyone lose money on the Falcons you know if it's a game like Falcons you know minus it was Falcons five. Jags was it Falcons Jags what was the yeah. line on it six and a half Falcons did he did he hit it yes no way I love this guy only you know you're 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 a skilled better when you can win money betting on the Falcons to win so I give him some applause to that but he again like I said he's one of us he's a degenerate who bets on the Falcons and for that, he's one of the boys. So, Calvin Ridley, again, I know you're listening. Michigan State minus two tonight. And also, just you got to learn from your mistakes. Um, obviously, this is going to be a painful one. Still a young guy. I think he's going to come back after this next season. And I don't know. Where do you think he's going to go? Is he going to still be on the Falcons? Yes, just because uh, they said they won't trade him out of good faith. They knew what was going on. I think they re-signed him. He comes back. Uh, one last tidbit on that. It, he's such a skilled better. The line was six and a half. Falcons won by seven. Oh, yeah. This guy's definitely – he's totally in with Vegas. Did you see that clip of him when he was just dipping and dodging, running backwards and purposely getting tackled in the middle of games last year? Yeah, he probably bet on himself. That's what I'm saying. He definitely bet the under and all that stuff. So, I mean, I respect it. I, who's to say, dude, if I were in the NFL, I would be telling all my boys, hey, I'm not scoring I'm not scoring anything today. Bet the under on my touchdown total, <laughs> all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm letting the boys eat. So, I respect Ridley for that. Again, always a great listener of the show, great friend of ours. So Yeah, and speaking of betting unders, Ben Simmons, under tonight on minutes, hammer it. He's not playing a single minute. He's making his return to Philly. He's a drama. He's a diva, I should say. It's all about drama. He's filing a grievance with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers for his mental health and how they treated him. What? Yep. Brooklyn. Do you think they're going to give him a, a video tribute tonight in Philly? Oh, hell no. They're going to do his, <laughs> his ass off. But here's the problem with that. You're going to make your turn tonight in Philly, and you're not even playing. If, if I'm Wait, him, why is he I'm, not playing? I don't watch, I don't watch he, shit sports. He, he has that Calvin Ridley effect. He has mental health. Oh. Uh, what, uh, what about James Harden? Kind of break it down for me. I, I don't know what's going on in the NBA. Break it down for me a little bit here. What's going on between the tra- trade between the two? I mean, who's looking like they won the trade? It ain't even close. Philly won that trade. James Harden has been balling out. Not only that, he's teaching guys like Embiid and Tyrese Maxey how to get these fouls. He's also the best passer Embiid's ever had. He takes guys off of Embiid. Embiid's normally double, triple teamed. When Harden out there is out there, there's only one guy on Embiid. It's making his life easier. Philadelphia's got the three seed right now. Jeez. 
So, I mean, I guess on the other side of it, in Brooklyn, I know Kyrie can only play half the games. You know, he can't play at home and everything. Is Kevin Durant back? What's he think of all this? He's got to be furious. Yeah, he's back. He had a terrible performance last night, 10 points against the Charlotte Hornets. Nets are at uh, 500 right now. AC, they're struggling to make the playoffs. They're still favorites to win it all, aren't they? No, nope, not even close. Can you guess who it is? Suns. Yep, your Phoenix Suns. They're Let's go, Rally the Valley. A lot of our OG listeners remember Rally the Valley. I created that. I coined that term, and then it took off. So, again, I'm not going to get back into that whole discussion. I don't care about the NBA. I want to talk about a real sport for a minute, um, and that's baseball. We have baseball is back. It's the, it's the greatest time of year. We're heading into mid-March, going into April. And the next two weeks, just because the MLB is in a lockout, for those of you, again, living under a rock, um, they've been in a lockout for the past 99 days. Today was the 99th day, and they finally came to an agreement. I think it was all for show, and I respect that. It's, it's all for theater. I respect that. And what's going to happen over the next three weeks is you're going to see these crazy signings. There's over 200 free agents, big-name free agents, Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, big-name guys that they don't have a team yet. They don't have a job right now. And so teams are going to be scrambling every single day over the next three weeks you're going to see a huge signing. So this is going to be the most electric free agency in sports history. And for that, I'm super excited. And I'm just excited to have baseball back. What do you think, Spaz? I know you love baseball. Sorry, I fell asleep while you were talking about baseball. But uh, <laughs> for all of us normal people out there who don't give a fuck about some guy trying to hit a ball to stick for six hours, <laughs> let me just tell you this. These fucking millionaire and billionaires got to stop going at it. You're taking away games from those real fans. Their opening day is not an opening day, correct? Yeah, it's April 7th now. It was supposed to be the 31st. Yeah, absolutely terrible for people who actually give a fuck. The funniest thing to me was just all the players who took out their profile picture just made a ghost uh, player icon because they couldn't use the rights to the teams. That was just funny to see the players troll all the owners on social media. But honestly, is baseball just the worst sport ever? Let me know. Well, I think you know a lot of the, the smooth brain cats will probably agree with you. The NBA cats who just sit there and blindly stare at the tube for three hours and watch Ben Simmons cry about his life. I get that. I understand that, you know, maybe this, this MLB stuff isn't for you. You know, there's a lot of strategy involved, something that the NBA doesn't see. But, yeah, again, I'm just super excited to have baseball back. I love the banter what, that me and you what, always have. Let and me ask hold you on one a second. question. Hold, hold on a second before I finish my point, Spaz. Who was the most active NRFI better, the nerfy better of the year last year? I believe it was you. Am I, am I wrong? Oh, yeah. NRFI is the greatest bet you can make if you're betting baseball. It's the only Yeah, bet. so nerfies are back. you got to be happy about that. Oh, definitely, because uh, you only have to watch the first inning. <laughs> also, i got to ask you about the DH rule. Are you cool with the universal DH rule that is now in effect? Yeah, I like it. It just it makes it more exciting. I, think, I do think the MLB made some changes to bring those smooth brain cats like yourself into watching the sport. They banned the shift, so there's going to be a lot more hits, a lot more offense. Um, they actually made the bases bigger, which I guess is evidently supposed to help stealing. Uh, apparently, I'm not really sure how. Maybe I guess it's just a bigger target. But um, the DH two, you're just gonna see a lot more offense. You can see a lot more home runs. You're gonna see. I think early on, and I'm gonna go on record in saying this. Early on, the MLB, and again, this actually, hold on. I, I'm sorry. The the rule that that goes into effect for the the base paths and the banning is shifted for 2023. But the DH, I believe, is for 2022. But you're going to see higher overs, not just this year, but especially next year. So keep in mind that when betting early on in the season, 
you're gonna you're gonna see like an eight and a half uh, spread. You're gonna want to hammer the over because MLB's and sportsbook they're just not sure you know what the score of these games are. So that's gonna be money early on, not this season, not just this season, but next. But I again, I just think it makes it more exciting. So maybe we'll get you more involved this year, Spaz. We'll we'll keep you watching outside of the first inning. Um, I know you're also a big fan of the Castellanos home run in the left field line. So hopefully we can see more <laughs> tweets about that. Oh, yeah. And I, I got a theory real quick why they made the bases bigger. Uh, you know how baseball is always late to get up to the trends. Do you remember the 1985 World Series Royals Cardinals where Don Dinkinger, the baseball ump, had a blown call? He uh, screwed over the Cardinals out of a uh, – There was he called it out. The guy was clearly safe. And I just think, you know, baseball's so slow that they're making up for 40 years of mistakes. But <laughs> re- regardless of, did you watch the UFC fights last weekend, Masvidal versus Covington? Yeah, I did. So this was kind of a sore, sore subject for me as I told you, I told all my friends, I told everyone. We even um, gave out the premium that it was it was always going to be Kobe Covington. Is it Kobe or Colby? It's Colby, right? Yes. So Colby Covington, it was always going to be him. He was going to win. It was always going to be by decision. And for whatever reason, the entire card goes through. The guys are walking out of the tunnel. I look at the odds and what do I do? I hammer Masvidal for no reason at all. Just because I saw the odds, I got greedy. And obviously I lost that. But what really made me mad about it is Masvidal clearly sold this fight, which I thought was going to happen, but he clearly sold. I don't know if you saw, I believe it was in the fourth round. No, I'm sorry. It was in the third round. I don't know, whatever round it was in, he he completely wobbled Covington. Yep, and he, just, he never even pushed him. He just never pushed him. He just kind of sat back and, and didn't really do much. It was kind of like, hey, like, what are you doing? And what's also weird about this, too, is these guys were best friends at one point, and now maybe they're enemies. Maybe it's, you know, off for show. So I'll let you talk more on that. I know you're more of a, a UFC, a fighter guy than I am. So tell the people what's going on between these guys. Are they Are they actually friends? Are they actually enemies? No, they're actually enemies. So what happened was they were best friends. They lived together. Uh, Covington, Colby Covington was really cool with uh, Jorge Masvidal's family. But Dana White told Colby a few years ago, I know you're a good fighter and everything, but you're boring. So we have to drop you. You have to, you know, make an interesting headline to sell tickets. So he told Dana he's just going to turn his back on everyone. He started calling out all of his friends, called everyone fake. He legitimately cut everyone off. He's just an asshole now because he needs to keep his job. He had to sell tickets. But no reg- way. Yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing, you know. I would never do that. I would never sell myself out to make money. Uh, boys, if you guys want, go to our website, try to make me some money, fucking buy our locks. But anyway, I would never sell myself out for money. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's kind of the Aaron Rodgers approach, too. And you said that was Co- Covington who who ran into that issue, right? He yeah, was a boring yeah. fighter. That makes a lot of sense because, again, I, I'm not the big UFC guy. I just watch the big-name guys. I I, I've never seen an undercard in my life. I just watch the main fight and that's it. Unless I'm, you know, at a buddy's house and it's fight night, whatever. But I watched that fight and it was so boring. I fell asleep four times. I didn't know what was happening. Coming to, I mean, the whole time it was just, it was wrestling. I don't watch wrestling for a reason. I didn't think that was going to be a wrestling match. Are they always like that? The boring fights? Colby Covington uh, always does grappling. But like I said, I'm not a sellout. Just go to our website and give me money. But I'm not a sellout. But anyway, yep. what I would like to say for UFC, last thing, if you want a free lock, it is fight night Saturday. Main card starts at 6. The co-main, Song Yudong, is a lock. He's minus 165 right now. Get that while you can. 
See, you could have just been making up names, and I would have no idea. Somnia Dong. That sounds like a made up. Yes. That sounds like some guy in the Metaverse the Korean the Korean zombie. Name. The Korean zombie. Oh, I've heard the Korean zombie. I didn't know that was Saddam the Dong. <laughs> what else you got? I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to even be racist about that. I I honestly genuinely didn't even know who this guy was. But I wanted to to tell our betters a story and. I didn't really want to tell the story because I wanted to, I wanted to have you tell the story because my, the way that my story ended on this specific topic ended before you, because I went to sleep before you did. You had a more eventful night following that, but tell the listeners what, uh, what we did. I believe it was Wednesday night. We were watching a little CBA, which I believe is the Chinese basketball association. And we were throwing down bets down. So tell the listeners what happened on that Wednesday night. So we had a rocky Wednesday night, as most gamblers do. We go up and down, up and down, and we're up a little bit. And we decide, you know, let's, let's end the night with some live betting action, real degenerate talk. We look at, oh, you know, what's the Chinese basketball bets right now? We see a team, worst team in the CBA. Uh, they're the Monkey Kings. Is, was that their name? Yeah, Nanjing, Nanjing, Nanjing Monkey Kings. And they right now are currently 2-31. So uh, we look through their uh, record and we look through everything. The game's going on. It's the first quarter. And my co-host Whipple says, yo, they're at 16 points right now in the first quarter. Let's hammer team total under 91 and a half. So I said, okay, we both go all in. This bet is such a lock. We're cruising. Fast forward, there's three minutes left in the uh, fourth quarter. The Monkey Kings have like 62 points. All of a sudden, typical CBA, no defense. <laughs> dude, I've never Kings, seen anything like it. Dude, they're jacking up threes like Jawan Howard's life is on the line. <laughs> and I'm telling you, they, they're hitting all of them. These Monkey Kings are fire. It comes down to 32 <laughs> seconds left. What happens? Monkey Kings have 91 points. We take under 91 and a half. They jack up two threes at the very last second. They miss the first three, get the rebound, jack up a Hail Mary. Thank God it goes in and out, doesn't hit. We cash a bet. We're all in. But what does a real degenerate like myself do? I hear Jeremy Lin is on the Beijing Ducks. What, what do you know of it? Beijing Ducks game starts at 4.30 in the morning. I said, let it ride. I put uh, probably 20 units, my future daughter's mortgage, on the line for the Beijing Ducks, and they just get a brutal bad beat. Jeremy Lin choked it for them, never bet on the Beijing Ducks. See, this is this is why I love the podcast, and this is why I love I just love sports gambling because every single real true sports gambler has been in this situation where you had a you had an okay day, um, whether you're a winner, whether you're down, whatever's going on, and it's like one in the morning and there's nothing on. I mean, maybe there's some cricket here, maybe there's you know some tennis or going on, whatever it is. Not only that, we have a crazy story about that. We'll get into another time, but. Again, you find CBA and you look at the Nanjing Monkey Kings and in your head you convince yourself that you know exactly what's going on, that the book has it wrong, the sports book has it wrong, but you know better even though you've (laughs) never heard of the Nanjing Monkey Kings in your life. And that's exactly where we were at. But yeah, the craziest moment of all time. I mean, the Nanjing Monkey Kings are averaging 15 points a quarter. (laughs) The fourth quarter rolls around. And I'm not even kidding. I mean, they're like 14 for 16 from three point <laughs> in like four minutes. It was the craziest thing. The chat was going just wild. It was actually an interesting point because a lot of people, uh, a lot of avid CBA betters, they bet every single night. They were talking to us in the chat and they seemed to believe that it's fixed. Every single game is fixed. Oh, there was yeah. one guy in the chat and he says, 
hey, you know, over 215, it's going to hit. I promise you. I promise you. promise you games are fixed. I got the information early. And at the time, you know, the game's on pace for like 174 points. And he's saying over 210. Everyone's clowning him in the chat. Sure enough, the over hits. I mean, (laughs) the CBA is just a different – it's a different breed for real. Yeah, if you want to know what a real degenerate is, just go to YouTube and search CBA at 3 in the morning and go to the live chat. <laughs> All those people have a gambling problem, every single one of them. The oh, worst, for sure. And it's they all are sold that it's rigged. The very funniest thing about that 210 was, this is how you know it is rigged. This guy finally gets a 210 in the fourth quarter. There's a minute, 11 seconds left. The chat's going crazy, hyping this guy up. There's been uh, 87 points scored in this quarter. A minute, uh, 12 <laughs> seconds left. Not a single basket goes in. <laughs> yeah, it was as soon as it hit the over. I mean, and then not only that, but I mean, I think the the average possession length of of these guys was like four seconds. I mean, they immediately <laughs> get the ball and they just rip down the court. And again, 90% of the time they miss a wide open layup or an open three or whatever it is. But um, literally, as soon as they hit 210, there was like a minute 10 left. Shanghai was always up by like 70 the entire game. They never slowed it down until the overhit. The overhit, and they like they took like two shot clock violations. So clearly a fixed sport. <laughs> I'm all in. My favorite part about that night was we had to subscribe to the guy's channel in order to chat. So we're now both subscribed to this guy who live streams CBA games. <laughs> and the worst part is every time I open YouTube now, I just see. His oh yeah. The recommended. Up. I know. And it always makes me want to bet. <laughs> I was like, what's the score? Like who's looking what? So probably not good for us, but. Well, well I got to ask you this since you have a new segment I hear. Did you think coming into this CBA night that the Najing monkey Kings was a real team? No, I didn't. So, you know, Nanjing, I know I knew Nanjing was a place but to say that they were the Monkey Kings makes no sense at all. But again, it is a CBA. If you would have said the Nanjing Monkey Kings, are they a real team? It was almost one of those things that's such a strange name. It's got to be a real team. So, But yeah, I have a super fun little segment here that I wanted to get in with you. And I know you have a couple teams that you're going you're gonna to rattle off to me. But So the segment is it's called, Is This Team Real or Is It Made Up? I know it's a really you know creative segment name, but it's a pretty self-explanatory one. I'm going to rattle off five team names, and you're going to tell me if this is a real team or if I just made this up, all right? Sounds good. All right, so the first one is the Akron Rubber Ducks. Is this real or fake? That's real. You are correct. That is real. It is the Indians Minor League. Oh, I'm sorry. It is the Guardians Minor League team. The Akron Rubber Ducks. So the second one is the Lansing Lugnuts. Is that real or fake? Yes, just because Lugnuts, that's like Detroit Automotives. Is that your final answer? Yes. Look at that. You're two for two. The Lansing Lugnuts, they are a real team. I should know this. I should know who they're an affiliate of. Oh, it's the Blue Jays because uh, Vlad Jr. was on there. Vlad Jr., Vlad Guerrero Jr. was on the Lugnuts. My, a kid I went to school with was a photographer over there. But anyways – the third team is the UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs. Is this real or fake? That cannot be real. That is a real team. And not only is it real, but in the movie Pulp Fiction, very, very popular movie, one of the characters wore a UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs t-shirt. And ever since then, they've kind of gained a lot more popularity. And that shirt that he wore is kind of a collector's item. So, yes, they are a real team. You're going to be sitting at two and one here. 
as I have two more teams left. The, the fourth team here is the Springfield Isotopes. Is this real or fake? Yes, I've actually uh, – that is Springfield – oh, I know this. Was this Springfield, Indiana? You are incorrect. This is a fake team. This is this is the baseball team from The Simpsons, the show The Simpsons. Oh, so you've probably heard about it, but this is this is a team from The Simpsons. I thought I'd get you on that one. If you got that one, I've been really impressed. But two and two here, the tiebreaker, the final question, the final team – is this team real? Is this team fake? The Binghamton Brown Cats. Yes, that's got to be real, and that's in Canada. I'm sorry, Spads, but that is incorrect. They are a fake team. I made that up. I baited you on that one because I figured it would be a, kind of a simplistic name. Maybe you'd fall for it. The Binghamton, Binghamton Brown Cats, that is not a real team. Damn, I love it. I got, I got uh, five for you, okay? All right, I'll try to do better than two and three. The Okay. Uh, you're minus 200 right now to win this. Andrew J. Wild College Broncos. (laughs) That has to be real. I mean, there's no way you just made that up off the top of your head. No, no, you're wrong. It's, it's, uh, right. College wrong mascots. Andrew Wild, Andrew J. Wild College Bluecats. Yep. Uh, so you're 0-1. What about the Hamilton State College Hard Hats? That is a real team. Made that shit up. <laughs> I knew it too. I was gonna go fake. I was gonna go fake. Damn it! Okay. All right, Owen, two. I'll charge back. I'm plus. I'm plus three hundred live. <laughs> Tulsa Drillers. That's real. Can you give me a? Okay, it's a double A team. Bonus points if you get the team that it's affiliated with. Um, Tulsa. It's got to be the Astros. Uh, close. It was the Dodgers. What about uh, the Altoona Curve? Fake. That's real. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates Double A affiliate. Damn it! Damn it! So I got what? One more guess. I got to get this one right to tie you. Yeah, this is uh, the Memphis Mongols. I'm gonna say that's. Oh man, this is a tough one because you you. I know you're very familiar with Memphis teams. I'm gonna say that's real. That's fake. Made that shit up. Damn, you're too good. You sell it really well. So. I'll, I'll give you the first the first dub on the addition of is this team real or is this team fake? We need to come up with a name for it. The Manti yeah. Teo, the Manti Teo segment, maybe. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Manti Teo, who is your Lafleur of the week? <laughs> I don't know how those things um, really because he's the Lafleur of the decade. How That's are you gonna, true. How are you if they would have let me ask you this: if they would have won that national championship, do you think people would have just forgotten about it? A hundred percent. Yeah, but they got instead they got taken to the woodshed. Well, the um, thing is, he he's telling people he won the national championship. Well, he told his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but enough enough Manti Teo slander. He's still in the NFL too. Is he on the Saints? Yes, he is. Um, but so my my Lafleur of the week, I kind of got a a twofer just because they both did the same thing, and it's two organizations, and it is going to be ASU and Michigan men's basketball. They both blew. 17-point leads. Um, ASU was yesterday. They were up 17. And ASU was even worse because they were up 17 with three minutes left. And they blew it to Stanford, who Stanford almost actually just upset Arizona today, but they didn't. Um, Yeah, Arizona State for blowing a 17-point lead. Michigan did the exact same thing today. They didn't blow it as late. It was like a slow, progressive meltdown. It took them like 15 minutes to blow their lead. 
But regardless, how do you blow a 17-point lead come tournament time? That's the floor of the week. What about you, Spaz? Oh, I got the worst one ever. My floor of the week goes for the Delaware State Fighting Blue Hens men's basketball team. That's a fake team. Nope, that's 100% (laughs) real. They're D1. They are the last-rated team in Ken Palm. They must be the worst team ever. They cannot cover for anything. They're 1-22 against the spread. They burned me four times this last month. Never been on Delaware State. Well, I would imagine they're done, right? They're done for the year. Oh, yeah, and a tremendous blowout. They lost by 42 points in Norfolk State. They might get the death penalty, a team that bad. Yeah, they, they can't cover worth anything. But do you, uh, do you have any giveaways? So we don't have any giveaways today, but I want you guys to pay close attention over the next couple of days on our Twitter and on our Instagram. The Twitter is, as always, it's at LockInBets, and the Instagram is at LockedInSports. A little bit different. Um, we're, we're still trying to move usernames around and get a, get a feel for it. But um, on Twitter, I guess more or less than on Instagram, but we're going to be doing just a ton of giveaways for March Madness. We have a huge March Madness episode coming up. I believe that's going to drop Monday after the bracket comes out. We're going to be doing a fun bracket challenge. We're going to be doing giveaways, guessing the scores. This is all going to take place over the, the course of the next week, week and a half. So make sure you're paying attention. Make sure you're following us at lock in bets um again just super excited for what's to come here as far as as march madness as far as sports goes the one thing that we are doing today and i'll run it through tomorrow as well but it's only for actually you know it's just for today if you don't hear this when this comes out march 10th then don't even bother but we're doing ten dollars ten bets ten dollars super simple one lock for a dollar pretty much and it's going to be dropped throughout the next the course of the next 48 hours. So you got to buy it today. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't have any giveaways or anything special going on. Again, there is going to be a lot special coming up over the next week. So pay attention. Um, what about you, Spaz? What's going on? Just want to say breaking news. The MLB owners officially unanimously vote to ratify the CBA. Baseball's back. Let's go. Greatest sport of all time. I'm excited to bet Nerfies with you. Um, we're going to be losing a lot of money this year. I love it. And we're going to leave the hotline in the description if you hate baseball like us. <laughs> uh, yep, hotline in the description. Obviously, all the, the socials in the description. Um, but, yeah, guys, we're super excited to, to see you again here on Monday with a massive, massive March Madness episode. Make sure you're paying attention to that one because that one's going to make you a lot of money. That one's going to pay your rent. That one's going to pay for Brittany Griner to get busted out of Russia. So make sure that you are paying attention to that. So, Yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, Spaz, do you want to send us off? Yep, free Calvin Ridley. (laughs) All right, I love it. Peace out, guys. 